You're listening to episode four of If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears, highlighting the voices of the young, often hidden at this time. I'm Anne-Marie Kelly. I always stand up for myself because that's what you have to do, stand up for yourself all the time. It is hard to stand up for yourself, but I just do it just to say that I'm able to do stuff for myself. In this episode, 20-year-old Aoife Byrne from Mount Melican County Leash has never let her Down syndrome get in the way of her life. Aoife is a member of the Irish Red Cross. I think it gives Aoife independence, makes her feel normal. We're very proud of her. She's also studying online at the moment and her mother Geraldine looks back on a period when Aoife felt victimised. Well, I hope when I go into school on Monday this person will be happy to see my hair short. And that was when it all kind of kicked off. If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears would like to acknowledge the funding it has received from the Keep Well campaign, which is brought to you with thanks to Healthy Ireland, an institute of the Government of Ireland, with funding from the Healthy Ireland Fund and the Slauncher Care Fund, delivered by Pubble, administered by Leash County Council and Healthy Ireland Leash. in my Malik and my family is the best family I could ever have. They are very caring and loving in a good in a good way. And tell us about your relationship with your two sisters. What's what's their names? Riva and Sersha. They, they always help me out. What makes them great sisters, do you think? They always help me out with things that I don't understand with and stuff like TikTok and all that. They they ask me can I get into them, into TikToks, videos and music and all that. And that's what I like to do (laughs) a lot. So I want to start to make my own. So do you have your own account? I do, yes. But I just have to... um, ask my sisters to kind of help me out with it. Okay. But do you help them out as well? I do, yes. How do you How do you help them out? Because you're older than them. I would. I, I would actually give them hugs. Allah. They're oh. very nice and caring. Aoife's mum, Geraldine, on enabling Aoife to become more independent. From the very beginning... We never treated Aoife any different than we would have treated any of our other children. And we made her do things for herself. We didn't wrap her up in cotton wool. We made her do things for herself to become independent. And was that something, Geraldine, that you thought about or was instinctive for you to do that? You kind of knew that if I mollycoddle her and wrap her up in cotton wool... She's not going to develop. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow her to be who she really is and try and force her way through to be independent. Exactly, Amberie. Yeah. We encouraged Aoife to do everything for herself. Pouring in the early days, pouring her own cereal into a bowl, getting her own breakfast, brushing her own teeth, having her own shower, doing things that people do and children do on every day. She is able to do everything for herself now. She can cook a full dinner, she has her own showers, she changes her bed, she cleans her room, she hoovers, she's able to use a washing machine, the cooker, microwave, very independent. So 
tell me about your life now. I know it's very different because you're sitting behind a computer. And what course are you doing? I'm doing actual learning in police. It's an access course, is it? We do health and safety, how to look after people and do like... There was people in there who are first, first aider. Right. I'm able to get more courage. And I hear there's a guy called Paul uh, who does the fitness that you really love, do you? <laughs> <laughs> he's really funny. And he's like very into fitness. Right. He does a lot. So do you do lunges and burpees and all that stuff? He uses like the, um, what are they called? Dumbbells. Then there's like running, kicking. I, I love it to pieces. Have you ever dropped a dumbbell and Mammy goes, what the heck is that? (laughs) 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 What kg kg is your dumbbell? Half a pint. Your biceps and your triceps, is it? Yeah, we do all that, yeah. That happens on a Thursday. Is that that the best part of your week when you go on, on to the Zoom classes then? Yes. We do it from four to five, right, so, okay. so it's good. Tell us about la- what happened to you last year. I know you were very excited because you were leaving school and you bought a dress. Tell us why you did all that. What was the dress for? It was my, my dad's, my dad's dress. I was so looking forward to it. It was very heartbreaking because uh, it didn't even happen. It got cancelled. That leaded on to another month. And it didn't even happen again. I said to myself, if it does, if the death doesn't happen, I'm going to do something at, at home instead. You did? We didn't do it yet. We have, we have to wait. Right. Yeah. So you, um, what? tell us about the dress. Descri- describe the dress and where you got it. I got it in Newbridge. It's actually very nice. Very nice dress. There's, like, there's some silver in it, and it's blue. And it comes up high up to my neck up to my neck. It's actually very pretty. It's very long. So it, would you have had your hair your hair is beautiful by the way, just to tell our listeners you've got a beautiful long blonde hair down to your shoulders. Yeah. And you do you straighten it yourself? I do, yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um so you're you're busy, like you keep you keep yourself very busy. Like you you used to work in the Irish Red Cross. Tell yes. us, I'd love to hear about what you learned there. Well, the minute when I started, it was very simple. The way I started was doing CPR on, a, on um, like a dummy. So you did that, so you had to figure out, did you hear that music, Staying Alive? Was not this, not the song? Yeah, that's the song, That yeah. you use for the... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't sing it. You don't sing no, that? No, I just do it in my, in my head. Did you ever go to a place where there was somebody sick or somebody unwell? I did go on um, St. Patrick's Day Parade duty before and um, there's a few other places I went with them. I'll be going to football stadiums. And did you come, did you come across cases at St. Patrick's Day where, did you, that you had to go on duty and work on them? Well, I was very lucky that we didn't have any patients. Everyone was so careful not to get injured. We were just like, standing outside the ambulance looking at the parade, looking at the, the parade and all that. So we were happy. Sonia Flanagan from the Irish Red Cross in Leash.
think it gives Aoife independence. It makes her feel normal. We always try and make her feel part of the team as well and not individualise her out because she's that little bit different. She's very good at what she does. She loves it. She really, really loves it. We're very proud of her. What kind of jobs would you have given her? Aoife comes on a lot of community events. Um, so she's done like Paddy Day's Parade and Field Days and um, vintage rallies and stuff like that. Um, we focus on what Aoife can do, not what she can't do. We would never put in a situation where she would feel uncomfortable or overwhelmed. Just try and make her feel, you know, she's as important as any member of the team. Oh, she's done. She's done all her courses. She's, she's up to practical first aid. She's done. Um, I gave her all her courses so far and she passed them all with flying colours. I think we're the only branch in Ireland that has somebody with Down syndrome and for that we're very proud of that. I'm extremely proud of Aoife, how far she's come in the last couple of years. Um, she's really come out with Shell since she first joined us, the shy girl that came and thinks she was 17 when she came. Um, yeah, she's, she's doing brilliantly and she's fitted in well and she loves coming on duty, so she does, she really does and we love having her as well. And is there a giddiness in the van when she's when there's a job? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there can, there can be a little bit of giddiness. Yeah, you know, she has a great sense of humour. Um, once you get to know her, she is. She's a bundle of joy and fair play to her. You know, she she she's just like the rest of the team, and she just fits in brilliantly with us. What do you love most about yourself, and what do you hate most about yourself? Well, the thing is, what I love about myself is the way I look after people. And for me, it's different because I do things by, my, by myself most of the time, getting driving, driving lessons. And, and so what about the stuff you hate about yourself? There's really, nothing, not, there's really nothing to say about what I hate about myself because it's all, I, I am very happy with everything. But sometimes when I, if I get into fights or... If anybody shouts at me, I get very, very upset. And that's what I hate completely. I mean, it's not that you... It's you hate your, yourself because you lost your temper, is that why? Yeah, my temper gets very high. But that means you're feisty. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm feisty too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it lets you down... I like to tell the truth. Maybe I maybe I get into trouble for telling the truth, though. Do you ever feel that anybody treats you differently? There's really much, not much, but like sometimes I do get like like something like like bullied sometimes, and also like do mean things to you. I always stand up for myself because that's what you have to do: stand up for yourself all the time. It is hard to stand up for yourself, but I just do it. Just to say that I'm able to do stuff myself. Were you always like that? Yes. Aoife's mum, Geraldine, explains there was a time when Aoife felt she was being bullied and it was getting her hair cut that revealed it all. She did have to spend nearly 10 months out of school because she just wasn't able for it anymore. And thankfully for Aoife, she was able to speak to us and tell us about it. Like there's lots of um, other young people adults or children with an intellectual disability that actually don't see that they're being bullied. They don't really understand that they're being bullied, but Aoife knew that what was happening to her wasn't right. So the best thing we decided to do was to remove her from the situation. And you know, you can't name names. Yeah, it wasn't anybody in the class. It was somebody that was teaching. You mentioned something about her hair. 
Aoife had asked me on the Thursday to make an appointment to get her hair cut. And Aoife has beautiful um, strawberry blonde red hair off down her back. <laughs> Aoife sat up in the chair and um, the hairdresser asked her what did she want to have done. So she said, I want all of my hair cut off. So she did. She got her hair cut from, it was down the, to the bottom of her back and she got it cut up to the bottom of her ears, all of her beautiful hair. And as we were walking out to the car park to get into the car, she said, well, I hope when I go into school on Monday, this person will be happy to see my hair short. And that was when it all kind of kicked off. This particular person didn't like these um, pieces hanging down. Took it upon herself to stick a whole lot of clips in Aoife's hair. And Aoife, um, probably being sensory, she never liked clips in her hair. Even as a baby, she never liked the feel of clips in her hair. It's very distressing. It sounds small to us, but it's yeah. very distressing when you hear how the length that she went to then to get the hair cut. Yeah. What did you do when you realised this is not right? We didn't really get very far, to be honest. We then went to our own GP and we brought Aoife and he spoke to Aoife and he said that the best thing for Aoife was to remove her from the situation because psychologically Aoife was being affected. She wasn't sleeping very well. It changed Aoife's personality because she didn't know what was going to happen to her. As you know, Anne-Marie, I work in the field with um, young adults with an intellectual disability. I think people see how vulnerable they are and Look, bullying can start off at very, something very, very small. But when the person that's bullying anybody gets away with it, they just seem to think that they can get away with bigger things then, you know? And so tell us about your dreams now. If I, if I, if I was to say to you, I have a crystal ball, Aoife, and you can make a, a wish, what would be your big wish? I have my own place to, to live and have my own car, my own car to get around places. Now describe the car and describe the house. Go on, I, I'm closing my eyes. The car is going to be an automatic drive itself, but I would drive, I would drive it inside the car. And what colour is it? It's going, I'm hoping it's going to be pink. I can see you coming. <laughs> Here's Aoife. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now go to the house. Let's describe the house and whereabouts is the house then? I want, the, I want the house to be out in the country. It's going to be massive. It's going to be big, so... Like, there, there is things what I want in the house and things what I want to be outside. It's going to be nice, really nice for me to, like, do my own things in the house and be outside a lot in my own, in my own time. Do you do gardening, is it? Yeah, I've been be doing gardening, gardening, yeah. But I'm hoping that when I, right. when I go to my own place, I'll be able to start putting seeds and all that to, like, to have flowers be growing. Will there be a room for your boyfriend or is there a man in the house that you're dreaming about? <laughs> I do want a boyfriend in, okay. t- in time. I'll be happy, just stay happy. Like, sometimes... You, you will have ups, you know, you will have ups and downs, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we are going to talk it out and get through it. We are going to work it out. Kio, you're right. You'll sit down and you'll tell him, listen, we're going to talk this out yeah. and talk this through. Yeah. You sound a bit, yeah, you sound a bit like me. 
<laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> what does his qualities have to be? What are, what are the best things he has to have if he was to be your boyfriend? Well, he has to know things about me fast. He'd be telling me the same, the same about him. We'd be both different. There's things that I don't like and the stuff that he likes. And we have to come up with like right. different things that we, what we're both like. So if you're sitting watching Netflix and he wants to watch a sports documentary, <laughs> he has to listen, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> and does he have to be good uh, with his DIY? Is that important? Yes. And also, um, when I do get a boyfriend, that means that you have to be very polite with the man who you want to be with. And also, you have to see what he likes in, in food in food wise. Like, you have to see what he likes for food. Mm. I have to tell him what I like, and he has to tell me what he likes. You're able to cook, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Tell, tell us your best dish. Spaghetti bolognese. What job would you like when you grow when you grow older? What would you like to be? I want to look after babies. I love babies, so I want to work in a crash. That's what I'm, what I'm good at. <laughs> You're good at that, are you? Yes. What What does Aoife do that makes you good at that? If I'm smiling, if I'm, like, happy, that will make the baby happy. And I'll be able to, like, look after them the right way. Do you sing to them? I do, yeah. Well, like, what songs do you sing to them? <laughs> There's different songs. There's, like, Walk By Baby. Uh, and so this is your plan, then. Your plan, then, is to work in a creche... Have a lovely man in the house who knows how to do DIY yeah. and live in the country. Yeah. That's good. That's a good plan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and have you done any uh, any work experience in a creche yet? No, not yet. Okay, so you'd like to? Yes. Uh, do you think that you're like your mum in that way, in that you love to take care of people? Yeah. Like, since I'm a first aider, I'll be able to like, help people who has injuries... And the same with babies, you have to make sure that the babies is well and not choking, getting sick or anything like that. You've got a lot of love in your heart, don't you? I do, yes. Somebody very lucky is going to have you in their life because you've got so much love to give. Yes. Aoife's <laughs> quite happy to go to discos. Um, with her friends from National Learning Network and she's a lovely circle of friends um, but yet she has said you know after this Covid is gone I'm going out to get myself a boyfriend So how important is that for someone like Aoife for them to have their own social integration you know, to have that idea that they can actually leave the house move in to a house by themselves and go to work every day. That's, is that really what your wish is now at this stage? Absolutely. I think it's so important for any individual with an intellectual disability to have that opportunity to be able to move out from their home and their family and live independently. I think it's so important that they can, will be able to do that in the future. That's all Aoife is talking about. The prospect of Aoife living independently is positive. The Leash branch of Down Syndrome has acquired a four-acre site from Leash County Council in Abbey Leaks to establish what is called a Field of Dreams, an employment training centre of excellence, 
and they need your help. So if you can, donate €4 Euro to the number 50300 and put the word dreams in. That's for its very own Field of Dreams. From the Leash Branch of Down Syndrome Ireland, Mick Gorman explains. Um, I, this is something that we think is absolutely vital. Now, day services are there, they have their place and they're okay, but uh, they don't deliver for an awful lot of our adult members. And what we want to try and do is make the whole site self-sustaining if possible. On top of that, we're looking to have a coffee shop and a charity shop. And this is going to be a revolving door. It's not going to be a centre, come here and stay here. We are going to be looking for work out in the community with, with employers and we would ask employers to look kindly on it. Um, there's empirical evidence uh, from the UK to state that anybody employed uh, with an intellectual difficulty, in particular Down syndrome, have positive uh, rewards for employers in terms of uh, cutting back sickness, um, productivity rises. So the field of dreams, where did it come from and was there a model that you used? I've had this idea in my head for a number of years. There's a field of dreams down in Cork and when I looked at it and saw it, I thought that's exactly what, what, what I'm looking for. Would you have advice to other girls uh, similar to your age? What would your best advice to them be if they don't feel very strong? Just stand up for yourself and tell them that Make sure you are very strong to look, look after people and friends who need you the most. Say to them that you'll be okay just to be strong and you'll be able to get through it. If you are sad, you're able to cheer, cheer them up a lot. I was saying that everything will be fine and I'll be, able, I'll be there to look after you as much as I can. Thanks to Eva Byrne, 20 years of age, and her mother, Geraldine Byrne, for taking part in the programme. Also to the Irish Red Cross, Sonia Flanagan. Thank you so much, Sonia. And to Stuart Quinn for supplying incidental music to the programme. On the next episode of If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears, we meet a 12-year-old carer, Sean Ryan. Oh, I'm the youngest one to ever win Carer of the Year in Ireland. And... Like something I have to my name now. If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears would like to acknowledge the funding it has received from the Keep Well campaign, which is brought to you with thanks to Healthy Ireland, an institute of the Government of Ireland, with funding from the Healthy Ireland Fund and the Slauncher Care Fund, delivered by Pubble, administered by Leash County Council and Healthy Ireland Leash. <laughs> <laughs>